For five and twenty years he had lived in lodgings, always within the narrow range of Islington respectability, yet never for more than a twelvemonth under the same roof. This peculiar feature of Mr. Jordan's life had made him a subject of continual interest to local landladies, among whom were several lifelong residents on friendly terms of old time with the Jordan family. To them it seemed an astonishing thing that a man in such circumstances had not yet married. Granting this eccentricity, they could not imagine what made him change his abode so often. Not a landlady in Islington but would welcome Mr. Jordan in her rooms, and, having got him, do her utmost to prolong the connection. He had been known to quit a house on the paltriest excuse, removing to another in which he could not expect equally good treatment. There was no accounting for it. It must be taken as an ultimate mystery of life, and made the most of as a perennial topic of neighborly conversation. As to the desirability of having Mr. Jordan for a lodger, there could be no difference of opinion among rational womankind. Mrs. Wiggins, indeed, had taken his sudden departure from her house so ill that she always spoke of him abusively. But who heeded Mrs. Wiggins? Even in the sadness of hope deferred, those ladies who had entertained him once and speculated on his possible return declared Mr. Jordan a thorough gentleman. Lodgers, as a class, do not recommend themselves in Islington. Mr. Jordan shone against the dusky background with almost dazzling splendor. To speak of lodgers as of cattle, he was a prize creature. A certain degree of comfort he firmly exacted. He might be a trifle fastidious about cooking, he stood upon his dignity, but no one could say that he grudged reward for service rendered. It was his practice to pay more than the landlady asked. Twenty-five shillings a week, you say? I shall give you twenty-eight. But, and with raised forefinger, he went through the catalogue of his demands. Everything must be done precisely as he directed. Even in the laying of his table, he insisted upon certain minute peculiarities, and to forget one of them was to earn that gaze of awful reprimand, which Mr. Jordan found, or thought, more efficacious than any spoken word. Against this precision might be set his strange indulgence in the matter of bills— he merely regarded the total, was never known to dispute an item. Only twice in his long experience had he quitted a lodging because of exorbitant charges, and on these occasions he sternly refused to discuss the matter. Mrs. Hawker, I am paying your account with the addition of one week's rent. Your rooms will be vacant at eleven o'clock tomorrow morning. And until the hour of departure, no entreaty, no prostration, could induce him to utter a syllable.